All right. What's up, podcast community? My name is Cam. This is Three Questions Podcast. Welcome back to episode number 39. Um, before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to my friend Howie. Howie from Ad Sciences runs a platform to help get your products and your services out on the interwebs. Okay. Whether we're talking about threads, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I've never seen anybody sort of run an algorithm quite like Howie. I think Howie's the best in the business at what he does with his company at Ad Sciences. If you want to check them out, you can go to Ads Sciences. That is adssciences.com. Go check them out. You can run some trials, run some tests, see what he's all about. I've never met anyone that has done anything better than him. We're going to get him back on the podcast as well. But uh, Three Questions Podcast, as you know, it's a CK Collective company. CK Collective is my marketing and strategy, also personal coaching and consulting company. And I have a bunch of side projects that sort of stem off from that. So Three Questions Podcast is it. We're getting a lot of listens. I'm up to almost 40 episodes, which is crazy. And I am looking for more guests to come on the podcast. So if you want to come on, talk about some stories. Um, you can book some time on ckcollective.co. You'll see the podcast tab. Just head there. I'd love to have you on as a guest, whether you have something you want to talk about, whether it's current events, we'll talk about it for five to 10 minutes, and then we'll spend about 20 minutes recording or so. So the more people, the merrier. Uh, I don't want to chase more people down. So I'm hoping if you're listening to this, you'll consider it. Um, we can promote your business too, of course. So that's all I got for you for the intro stuff. Uh, I'll get to the other stuff at the end, but I want to hop right into the questions. I'm usually pretty quick about this stuff. So I wrote these questions. I submitted them and I think they're, they're good ones. I spent a few minutes meditating on the answers to these. So let's hop into question number one. Question number one, should you delete your social media from time to time? I would say yes. Okay. I don't care what age you are. If you're a teenager, if you're in your fifties, sixties, seventies, I think social media has a way of pulling our attention and asserting different priorities than are related to uh, the actuality of our lives, okay? And when you pull your attention from social media, from scrolling on Instagram, you tend to reprioritize things in your life, okay? Your ecosystem gets a little bit smaller, and the more important things in your life, the longer you stay away from social media, you're able to prioritize and give your attention now to those things which helps those things grow. So I'm an advocate of deleting your social media any amount from as little as a week to, I think I've done 60 days. I've gone 60 days without it. Various other social medias for longer, but I'm talking about cold turkey, everything. No Reddit, no YouTube, no Instagram, no Facebook. I think the longest I absolutely went cold turkey dry was 60 days. And that was really that was really cool. I felt present. I felt happier. I felt like people weren't trying to grab my attention or things weren't trying to overload my brain. Even when I sign on to Instagram now, the amount of you know naked girls or or women that are barely wearing any clothes are just right in front of me. It's it's sort of thrown at me. And I don't necessarily want to be pulled in that direction all the time, right? It's great to see. I'm a red-blooded American male. Of course, we like to see that stuff. However, I don't want my attention to be pulled in a direction that I don't want it to. That's how I feel since I've been in my thirties. And I think when you can start to choose and identify where you want to give your time and attention to your life gets better in those directions. Social media, the ROI is not really there. We know that there are things such as happiness engineers at these companies that are literally working to pull your attention, 
right? And that gets them marketing dollars. They see what you click on, and then they sell you things that are related to the things that you're clicking on, you're interacting with. These happiness engineers are designed to give you dopamine. So every time you see Instagram, or you see a red notification on Facebook, or you see a fast food with a red sign, red is sort of the precursor to dopamine, and it gets you very addicted that way from a subconscious perspective. So ipso facto, should you delete your social media? Yeah, if you feel if you've never taken a break, I would highly recommend that you try and do two weeks, right? Delete Instagram for two weeks and notice that you'll you'll feel better. I think it takes about five to seven days for you to feel that initial, hey, I feel a little bit better, feel a little bit more present. But if you don't think you need to delete social media, I would encourage you to go into your phone time and see how much time you're spending on average on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat, on threads, on Twitter, whatever it is on TikTok. Okay. There's so many social medias out there that if majority of your phone time has those apps on them, just delete the apps from your phone. You don't need to delete your account or you can hibernate your account. These can still be accessed from the web. And for a long time, when I wasn't running all of these side businesses, I only use these applications when I, after I had done my work. So my, my, my whole ethos is that if you can reward yourself after the hard work has been done, you're reaffirming your commitment to do hard work first. Okay. I'm going to say that again. When you put the reward after the hard work, not all the time, but when you say, Hey, that was a good job. I just did three hours of cool work. You know, maybe I'll go get myself a pint of ice cream and watch a movie. Uh, that sounds great. Okay. You can't do that every single time, but when you train yourself to do the hard things first and then have the reward after, that's how you get your life ahead. That's how you get better in business and life. That's how you improve your relationships. And our problem with our society today is that we are rewarding ourselves before we do the hard work, a la social media, right? You're going on, you're getting DMs, you're getting notifications, you're getting all these hits of dopamine before you've really done anything. So now your motivation is diminished to go and do whatever you want. I think when you delete your social media, your motivation comes back, your discipline comes back, your drive comes back and your dopamine levels reset, which is super important. And I've talked about that ad nauseum on earlier podcasts. Okay. That's about four and a half minutes for that question. If you, if you want to know more, I'd love to talk to you about this. I'd love to get you on and hear your thoughts about it, but that's really what I have for question. Number one, I'm going to pivot to question. Number two, ah, how do I get my motivation back? We just talked about it. Okay. Resetting your dopamine levels is is hugely hugely important and how you do that again is by abstaining from all of these dopamine levels okay all these dopamine hits fried food sugars you have these you have these uh sensors on your your mouth on your part of your taste buds it's called umami okay and umami salty and sweet are the three primary taste buds that you have on there that's a fun fact for you to know. I'll, I'll get to what I mean in a minute. But when you experience one of these three flavors, you get huge hits of dopamine. Okay. So think about people like salty foods, people like sweet foods, and then umami is kind of this, this middle, the best of both worlds. Now, when you get all of these hits of dopamine, your brain lights up certain part of your brain. And when you get all of these hits of dopamine, okay, say we're dealing with a scale of, you know, zero to hundred, think about your speedometer in your car. The dopamine scale, as high as it can go, say, for instance, say it's plus a thousand on the dopamine scale. 
if you're always revving that way, maybe you're at, you know, 500 or 700 on the dopamine scale because you're constantly checking social media and you're constantly eating salty foods and you're having alcohol and sex and chocolate and cigarettes, all these things can give you dopamine. Dopamine is not really the problem. An overindulgence of dopamine will absolutely kill your motivation because if you're at that plus 500 or plus 700 scale, the only way to really reset is for your brain and your body to go to negative 500 and negative 700 to offset how long you've been at that thing. And when we experience this move back to the negatives per se, we also experience negative emotions, things like anxiety, things like depression, things like uh, lethargy, or, or we get this fear of missing out, or we're just, we feel lonely, right? All of these feelings, which are completely natural human emotions that we always feel, these feelings come when your dopamine levels are resetting. And it takes a while. And if you understand the scale, you'll be able to deal with this a little bit better and get your motivation back. But abstaining from too much dopamine, okay, internet, whatever, even if you just go out in the woods and you just unplug and reconnect for, it takes about a week for your levels to sort of reset. But if you can unplug for a couple of days, at least a day, even a few hours here and there, or just in general, limit your interactions with dopamine on a daily basis, when your dopamine levels reset, your motivation comes back as a byproduct. Dopamine is a precursor to motivation. And I always tell my clients that motivation will come two minutes after you start any activity. Very rarely do the people that have all the motivation to go outside and mow the lawn, you don't really, that will dissipate. Okay. You need to understand that your motivation kicks in two minutes after you start that activity. Think about going for a run. Yeah, you might be motivated, maybe not, but after you start that run, after a few minutes, you're like, fuck it, I'm already here, right? First quarter mile is the, is the hardest. I'm going to do this shit now. Anytime you undertake anything, understand that you don't necessarily need, need motivation at the beginning. Motivation is going to come. I didn't want to sit down here on a Friday night, record a couple podcasts, edit a couple videos, and then do a few projects. But two minutes into it, I was like, fuck it, we're here. I'm going to do this. Your motivation comes after. And then when you finish that thing, that is when you get a, a hit of dopamine. When you finish things on your to-do list, when you accomplish things, you get little hits of dopamine. And that is the dopamine that you should be seeking on a daily basis. Dopamine in and of itself, not an evil thing, not a bad thing. But when you, when you actually chase the right kinds of dopamine and you experience normal amounts of dopamine, like cleaning your house, making the bed, cleaning the dishes, taking the dog for a walk, running errands, recording podcasts, working on your business. These things are the dopamine interactions that you should be having on a daily basis, not checking Instagram 150 times and seeing memes from your friends. Okay. That's all I have for that question. I'm hitting my close to five minutes. So I'll jump over to question number three. Uh, question number three, what are three things you would tell your younger self? Ah, this is a really good question. And three things I would tell my my younger self, I would say the quality of your life is exactly relevant to the quality of your relationships. Okay. You receive what you give and there are no right or wrong choices. Okay. And I really, I really would stick to all three of those things. I probably should have written them down because I'm already forgetting them, but I'll start with the last one. There are no wrong choices. I think indecision is the worst kind of decision. And I think when people make a decision and if you can adopt the mindset of, I never lose either win or I learn, your life is always going to improve in that direction. 
Okay. So everything can be a lesson. It can be a win. People that always win and never really seem to have problems. They're not really the kind of adversity type people that I like to surround myself with. I don't like to surround myself with people who have failed all the time, but I like surrounding myself with people who have experienced loss and tough times and things haven't always worked out, but they've always bounced back because they view those things as as lessons. And I think for younger people, this is just general good advice. If you can adopt that mindset that I never lose either win or I learn every relationship, every job, every interaction, every bad thing that happens to you, you will never have a victim mentality. You're going to be able to say, Hey, this is something I can learn from. I can use this as a stepping stone. I can understand how to avoid that situation in the future or to navigate that situation more successfully um, as I grow and I get older. I think that's very important today. I think victim mentality is a horrible way to, <coughs> excuse me, horrible way to live your life. Now, I'll see if I can edit that out. Uh, the other thing that I'll say is what you give is exactly what you get, right? Sort of the golden rule. I think when we are younger, we are so idealistic and we're so individualized that it makes it very hard to be an empathetic young person. I think that's improving with the younger generation. I will give them that. However, I'll say that really, really what you put in is is exactly what you get out at the end of the day. Okay, If you are there to help people, if you're doing it from an altruistic standpoint where you're really not looking to get anything in return, this is when you get the greatest returns in your life, especially later on. You should be out there trying to help people, trying to empower people, and just, just being a kind person. I think in relationships, in business, at work, yes, we're humans. Yes, we get annoyed and pissed off and irritated with a bunch of stuff. But honestly, if you can just live your life from a a more virtuous perspective, I think you're going to see that life is a beautiful thing and will turn out that way for you, right? Like what you reap is is what you sow. So that's pretty self-explanatory as far as I'm concerned. Um, And yeah, just other general life advice that, that I have, you know, three things I would tell my younger self is just fuck, man, don't take everything so seriously. This is sort of a bonus, but everything is is not as it appears, especially as we get older. The problems I thought I had when I was a teenager, the problems that I thought I had in my 20s, not a big deal at all, okay? Looking back, the problems that I feel like I have now, in 10 years, five years, I'm gonna be like, why were you stressing out about that? Don't take life so seriously that you forget to have fun, that you forget to be who you are and you forget to do the things that you want, okay? The best the best piece of advice I could give to you is to find out and feel out what living authentically means to you. If you need to take time on meditating, if you need to go for a walk, if you need to write it out, if you need to talk with a therapist or a friend or your partner, I would urge you to have that conversation. What does living an authentic life really mean to you? And if you can answer that question, then you pretty much have a roadmap for how to live the rest of your life. Okay. What does being authentic mean to you? And it can be a different answer for everybody. So that's really all I have for that question. I don't need to harp on that too, too much. Um, So take notes, feel free to leave a comment. I will get this out on the internet. Uh, It's August now. So I'll I'll probably post these podcasts on Tuesday and Thursday. Those seem to be Uh, the days where they get the most listens, but I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Uh, Everyone so far, your, your feedback has been great. I am looking for more guests. 
This has been episode 39. Big shout out to Howie at Ad Sciences. He's sponsoring up to episode 50. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you know how to reach out to me. CKcollective.co is my website if you want personal coaching or marketing help for your business. Uh, But again, right now I'm looking for more questions and more guests to have on the podcast. So uh, I hope you'll come and find me then. Appreciate it as always. And we'll talk with you soon. See you, bye. We'll be right back.